Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one random movie at a time. My name is Joel Torres. My name is Aaron Cornelius. My name is Sarah Roberts. Oh, just looking at the out the, the cover art. I mean, that cover art. That cover art. Look at that chin. It's supposed to be a manly cleft. I, I mean, I know that two syringes, but it looks like. See, uh, the thing is, from here, from this angle, I couldn't even see the syringes, so I just see like this, like two large protrusions. Yeah, you look like he's got a ball set. Yeah. Uh, but he's a killer robot. Okay. You're right, he has feelings. And that goes along with the theme here of, like, his only goal seems to be to use his drill dong on people, so it kind of makes sense. I haven't even gotten into this yet. Okay. <laughs> the movie is Hardware, directed by Richard Stanley, and starring Dylan McDermott, Stacey Travis, John Lynch, and among other people, including Porkins from Star Wars and a disgusting role. Wasn't his. I'm not saying that the guy who played Porkins from Star Wars is disgusting. I'm saying the character who played was gross. Maybe, maybe it's some type of uh, afterlife thing, reincarnation. Maybe his dead. Maybe he wasn't a good enough rebel, and so this is some type of <laughs> later on reincarnation for him. I don't know. It was the other way around. Well, I guess that was a long time. A time ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're going into some sort of weird fan. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Joel. Sorry, Joel. If, if there's if there's anything I'm good at, Joel, it's you know making making sure we're off topic as soon as possible. If you were going to synopsize this movie, okay, give me some bullet points. What is this movie about? All right, this movie's about uh, the harsh, the harsh living situations of being a person. After after the bomb, basically, in my opinion. It's a very wasteland-oriented film where humanity is trying to survive harsh, radioactive kind of stuff. And then, well, I mean, I think that's what the film was supposed to be about. But then it kind of... This is not a bullet point, but I'll just keep going anyways with it. Uh, it's a long... It's a single long bullet point. Can't stop <laughs> and then And then it's about a robot. And the it's robots not, need okay, so need to get into the, need to get into the the, uh, the fridge. The hardware in the title of the movie is a robot. Although there are a lot of different hardware items in this movie, I believe the titular hardware is the M13 robot with the glowing eyeballs and the ball sack needle chip. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> 
Bullet points. Yeah, bullet points. All right. Okay, so one, harsh harsh wasteland. Two, people trying to survive. Uh, Our main character, Mo, comes in from yep. the desert. He's ready to sell some stuff to this dealer, who happens to be a, a, a little person who I immediately recognized as the man who gets pooped on by the bird in Willow. Uh, although you didn't remember that, I had to show you. The video. I, yeah, no, thank you, thank you for showing me that video. It was it was a good little moment there. He was almost he was the naysayer of of the village. That's right. He just would not agree with magic. I wouldn't agree with either man. That would magic. Sorry, Warwick Davis, but your character was annoying me. Okay, uh, <laughs> so he comes in. He he happens to have, uh, or he's just in there to sell stuff. Some guy comes in from the desert. He, he has a robot head. A mystery robot head. And this guy buys it off the other guy. And then there's another guy. And there's three guys. And uh, you know what? I, I guess I should establish. Dylan McDermott is Mo. He's the one who buys the robot head. And the junk dealer cannot identify it. Uh, that's played by Mark Northover. But they don't think it's worth very much. So Moses decides he's going to take it to his girlfriend, his girlfriend who we haven't met yet. He's also got his friend Shades there. Shades who is doesn't if, if anyone didn't fit into the world of this movie, he seems well. Weirdest. There's like a certain level of grime about everyone, and then there's Shades who's just like you know impeccable. He's <laughs> all clean cut and wearing a nice jacket and has a British accent and. Apparently, as a spaceman. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is not going as fast as I was hoping. Oh, <laughs> they take they take the head off. It's not it's not a negative thing. It's, oh, they get caught up in the details. I can't help it. There are a lot of details. In yeah, movie. it's all beautifully shot. You want to talk about all the all the little bits and bits? Definitely. Okay, here I'm going to wind it all fast here. Okay, he takes the head to the girl. The girl is an artist. She puts it in her art display. Uh, they don't think anything of it. The junk dealer calls Moses and says, Oh, you bring back that head. I, I, you know, I found out what it really is and we're going to get lots of money. So he wanders off. The girl is alone at home and the robot head activates itself because it turns out it is a super secret military robot that can reassemble itself from parts and steals power from anything available, including the sun, and is allergic to water. But, okay, forget about that. Everything <laughs> else is important. Totally important. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, man. I don't I don't know, man. This robot. Uh, I, I think, honestly, had, had she not been, like, taking drugs, the movie probably would have been, like, solved with pretty quickly. She yeah. probably wouldn't be able to like toss the head out the window and movie would have been over. Something like so that. So it's definitely definitely some sort of anti drug message in there secretly somewhere. I don't know. There's a lot of secret messages, eh? <laughs> Drugs are bad because you'll get too late to your friend's house and you won't wake up on time to prevent your own murder. <laughs> uh, B art is bad because you it doesn't mean anything and you can't make any money off of it. <laughs> and C Men suck, but that's that's my own personal interpretation. Well, you know, I would have to say that that the the, the movie definitely uh, hits that home pretty hard. That uh, that that all the guys are 
just just not with it enough, man. They're kind not with useless. it. Yeah. She's the only one who she's the only woman in the movie that has a character and she's the only one who seems competent enough to actually uh fight back when this robot is doing its thing and every other guy is ready to take credit anyways, though, including <laughs> those security guys who live in the basement, I'm assuming. Like like you do yeah. when you when you're working a security job. The the only other female character would have to be the the angry uh, Asian woman who lived underneath un- underneath the, their house and apparently just thought that they were having a really long long sex scene which they did uh, <laughs> earlier in the film. Yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be. I mean, this this is reaching reaching. Uh, I was talking to Sarah earlier, and. Like uh, she she brought up Blade Runner. I was like, well, is this the only way they could wedge in some Asian theme to it? Like Blade Runner has all around. Okay, you know, she's wearing kind of a kimono robe when she goes to sleep, and then we've got the Asian family. It's, that's not. I, there's no reason for that family to be there, and there's definitely no reason for them to be Asian for some reason, except for. I, well, the, I the, yeah, the only the only that was pretty much the only ethnic character I could I could think of other than yeah, it was the the the, the some type of. Ethnic uh, coin Me? token token uh, ethnic character that I could think of. I was just gonna say like, okay, I'm Sarah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Uh, um, I just heard you guys talking about this Asian theme, and I've watched kind of a lot of um, sci-fi movies. I guess for a girl that's my age, um, my mom is really into sci-fi. And I have noticed in more than one sort of dystopian future that there are more Asians and Asian theme stuff happening. And I, I think it must be because there's so, the population is so dense in Asia that people have sort of prophesized that like in the future, like everybody will have more of a mixed ethnic background and that uh-huh. like, the population of the world might have to get all together in a different place on a different continent or something. But I think they, I think when I was a teenager, like the cover of time magazine or something had this face and it was like the picture of the future, the picture of the future. And it was a, it was a picture of like a mixed race person that was like kind of Asian looking. But in these movies, you never see someone who's kind of, mixed race who's kind of Asian looking. It's just like a random like Japanese person standing there. Right. It's white or a fake Japanese person yeah. in Blade Runner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about uh Edward James Olmos? He's not a fake Asian. He's uh he's <laughs> he's he's Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like me. I'm half Mexican, but I got... <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to go into it because well, I'm going to go into an uncomfortable area. <laughs> I like the idea of equality and diversity in the future, like Star Trek did. Like Star Trek yeah. had. But I think that in these movies, it's like... It's, it was forced. It was a very forced yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and the 80s had that thing of, like, I'm turning Japanese and, like, all the... Oh, yeah. Like, weird... <laughs> Stuff that they use. So in this particular movie, gimmick. Oh, particular Movie. Other than that family and that woman being angry and hitting the ceiling with her broom, there was no reason for that. Yeah. Although they had a really nice house. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. When she had, uh, when the main lady eventually ends up crashing through the window, uh, 
of that apartment. They got a real nice place. They got all packed up for dinner and a bunch of characters that we will not see other than that one scene. Yeah. Did did we already finish the description of this movie? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you know, I think we just kind of... It, it, it's there. It's there, Joel. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, Hardware is definitely a film about, you know, some guy who thinks that this lady that he likes will enjoy this robot head, and then it turns out to not be that. You know, and there's also a really cool scene with a uh, taxi that's a boat. Oh, well, a boat taxi <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Play some motorhead, you got a boat. Um... <laughs> uh, I, I love that part, personally. There's so much of this movie that, like, you know, we run off on the story there, but that's because I watched this movie twice, and I just lose interest after the beginning point when he comes and delivers that head, and then all of a sudden we got the robot trying to kill somebody. Like, I could care less about the robot killing scenes. I'm more interested in this outside world. Yeah. Yeah, the characters weird like the religion things that are going on in the background I, you know i see a lot of christ stuff but i also see a lot of buddhist stuff and i see some uh you know other gods that i'm not familiar with a lot of people going into meditation poses when they're on drugs which i don't think is necessarily associated but well you know i i think i think the idea the idea was they were they were trying to obtain some higher <laughs> sense there so i mean i, I could see how they tried to put the religious and the drug uh, reference hand in hand just to try to achieve that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this show. <laughs> it's 1990, man. Drugs are cool. Yep. Still. Uh, yeah, every time you're on Earth, you want to be back in the sky. I have to say, though, that they're, uh, it's kind of a hit or miss for me, but I did enjoy some of the music in the film. No, it's got, I think it's got a lot of good music with the exception of... Uh, once again, when we get to the robot screens, or, uh, the robot attack scenes, it's a lot of, you know, <laughs> digital keyboard imitation of, uh, like, a 1940s horror movie sound. Well, I, I like how Sarah mentioned that the, the part of it felt like it was coming out of the labyrinth at certain scenes, too, like when, uh, when, when Mo is injected with the, the needles of the robot. And there's suddenly this, like, you know, total synth noise straight out of, uh, <laughs> out of the labyrinth, man. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I haven't seen this movie. Um, Don't admit that. But I'm kind of wondering what the end game for the robot was, having not seen it. Like, what is, what is this robot's mission? To- total annihilation. Is he was just he- there to kill everything. Does he have, like, a human spirit? No. She even asked him straight out, what is your mission? And we find out that, uh, spoiler alert, that Moses has died and has recorded part of himself to play back. Or was saying something aloud that the robot had, was playing back for her because he plays back different sounds of other people. Talking. Very, very Predator-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Predator did that in the other films, too, right. to lure bit. people in. Predator, get some Terminator in yeah. there, yeah. some uh, Blade Runner. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying these things like the the movie is copying. You know, using those kind of things is is almost impossible when you get inspired by some of the best stuff you've ever seen. You got to put that in your movie. But there's all kinds of great there's all kinds of great crane shots going on and transitions into other scenes. And like you were saying, the music does really well. 
And I just keep going back to get that freaking robot out of my movie. <laughs> well, you said get the robot out, and you said I don't want to be stuck in the apartment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the they established there was a really interesting world there, and then they just crammed you in this apartment for the rest of the movie. Yeah, like I wanted to see more, like. What if they just had gone for, like, a post-apocalyptic walk in the neighborhood? Like, that would have, I think that really would have added to the film, in my opinion. Just to see, like, you know, Moe's like, a hey, lady that I kind of like, but, you know, I'm really misogynistic towards. How about we go on this walk, and I'll show you how manly I am while we walk around town together. That See, that would have, that would have made the movie, like, way cooler. Like, see him, like, shove people out of the way or something while they're trying to go get a post-apocalyptic hot dog at a post-apocalyptic hot dog stand or something. That's why it starts out. He's ex- he's going through the city on his way from coming out of the wastelands to go to the place, and he, like, goes through a building, and he's like, what happened here? This used to be nice, and all this stuff. Like, you know, they're making comments on what's going on, and this is like, oh, I want to stick over here. I want to go see what's going on. Yeah. Instead, we end up stuck in her, her fallout shelter. <laughs> It sounds like you guys want to hear more of, you want to see more of this movie, but a different, like a different version of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joel's like, no. I'd like to see The Adventures of Shades and, uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Jill. Jill. The Adventures of Shades and Jill. Yeah. We'll just leave Moses out in the wasteland. He can come in every once in a while and uh, the robot doesn't exist. I have purposely been avoiding talking about one particular character who unfortunately can fit into any time period. (laughs) It doesn't have to be post-apocalyptic for this pervert to be. This is the guy who I said played Porkins on Star Star Wars. Uh, Actor's name is William Hootkins. And uh, his last name is Hootkins. That is correct. Okay. Are you making fun of the no, 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 oh no! Rest in peace, man. Rest in no, peace, sorry. Mr. Hootkins. I'm sorry for Aaron making fun of you. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> uh, he's gross. You know, he's, yeah. He's, one of those, he's a you know overweight man, which is not a big deal. He has a disgusting ponytail. He's got disgusting things on his face, and he's always uh, he's gleaming with not sweat. It's too thick to be sweat. Oh, it's like petroleum jelly. He glistened, definitely. It's for sure. It was very unsettling. They did a good job of making you feel unsettled. Yeah, Yeah. did a really good job to get that. And he says some of the nastiest, nastiest things in the movie. And I read that this was all ad libbed, which is kind of amazing. Ab libbed. Uh Oh. I don't know how I don't know how I feel about that now. <laughs> I would like to t- to make sure that responsibility was on someone else's shoulders, but man, that guy. That's <laughs> I mean, uh, it was all I mean, rest in peace, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's supposed to be a gross pervert. And he, he did a good job. The one thing that disturbed me the most was for some reason he always wore rubber gloves. Yeah. Yeah, he wore. Yeah, and he liked to emphasize that he was wearing them too. Like you'd see him, like you know, stretching the plastic over his fingers and stuff. And I don't want to know why. And then just to paint a picture in your your mind, viewers, he pumped this like little device thing to take photos of things, 
and it, it was just I've seen that kind of plunger before. Yeah, on a camera, but it was really kind of creepy though. Yeah, they did a good job of make. Yeah, the creep level was up there. The it only was way really it would have been creepier is if he could only take photos when he inserted. Well, it, 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 <laughs> oh. what I was gonna say. Uh, thanks, Joel. <laughs> so she's covering her face with a pillow right now. <laughs> I think she's, she's disgusted or laughing or both. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> both. Let's talk about science fiction. Okay, us. Cool. We're both nerds, obviously. Yeah. Well, all, all three of us, I'd say, mm-hmm. for sure. All three of us are nerds. I, we're both, we're all three of us are comic book nerds. We're all three movie nerds. I have worked in the video game industry before, so I'm uh, hip on some of that sci-fi. I'm also a huge cinephile, although I hate that word. So I watch a lot of movies. Cool. And you? Yeah, I work at the comic book shop in town, so I I read a couple comic books here and there, and I, but I also enjoy a good movie or two. So yeah. Yeah, you were, you were raised on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, second generation nerd for sure. Yeah, definitely. My mother hated sci-fi movies, so I didn't watch Star Wars until I was like sixteen. So I, you know, I didn't really have that much of an exposure, other than Fly the Navigator for some reason, which uh, you know I I can't watch again because I'm afraid of what I'm going to remember. See you later, alligator. That you know. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, that's fine. Is that, really? Is that a reference to the movie? Yeah, man. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Be, you should you should sit down and watch it again, though. It's actually pretty fun. And Sarah was also raised on some of this stuff. Well, I don't know how much how much when you were younger was your mom exposing you to science fiction movies. Um, my mom's a Trekkie, so I saw a lot of Star Trek. It's awesome. And my mom was kind of. She ha- she's a total cinephile, too. She's seen, like, hundreds of movies. She'll watch anything, really. And I'd say that the kind of sci-fi she likes more is either, like, a disaster movie that's, like, an adventure or, like, a low-budget, like, kind of quiet sci-fi, which I... That's my favorite kind now. I mean, aside from just every once in a while going to see a big huge movie with big explosions or big aliens yeah, or something. you like the Avengers. But yeah, I'm more, I'm into visual art and I love fashion and clothes and music and I think I'm kind of an honorary <laughs> nerd. I don't open my mouth a lot when I'm around sci-fi nerds because although I have opinions, like, I've had a lot of people tell me, like, actually, you're wrong about what you're talking about. For reals. That's called... <laughs> For uh, reals. That's called mansplaining. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. And every, you know, every woman gets mansplained, and it's not cool. <laughs> oh. Yeah, some of my... I don't know if you guys want to talk about some of your faves. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of my... Faves growing up were like Starman and what was that other eighties one with the alien that raises the boy or the guy who raises the alien child? What is that one called? Um, that one's called um alien uh, enemy mind. Enemy mind. Enemy mind. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Movie. Love that movie too. And um, like in my. Adulthood, like some of my favorites are 
Moon. I like uh, Moon a lot. Low-budget stuff that doesn't necessarily have huge um, explosions, but is sort of challenging on a story level. I I like understated things. Cool. So my my favorite movie of all time is 2001, which makes me a pretentious asshole. Nah, dude. Uh, That's a great movie. But I don't describe... I've gone from a movie novice who only saw the things that were super popular in the theater to somebody who only wanted to see indie and uh, low-budget stuff uh, that was critically acclaimed to somebody who only wanted to see artistic movies, you know, working my way through the Criterion Collection, to somebody who appreciates things that are original, which means I'm open to anything right now. Like, if you want to make a movie that's going to impress me, it has to be, it has to do something impressive. It, It can't be generic pap that's just reiterated from something that was made 10 years ago. It can't be a, you know, a, a Star Wars clone, a Matrix clone, a Star Trek clone, a Terminator clone, although this movie is kind of a Terminator clone. Can't be a remake of Cat People with less sex in it, more sex, if anything. No, that's not that. Uh, cut that from the record. <laughs> uh, don't sell me a remake of something that I watched when I was a child. Don't sell me a remake of Total Recall and make it lame. Or Robocop and make it lame. Yeah. Uh, and the problem isn't that it was lame. It's just not interesting. It's generic. I'm, I'm going off on a crazy thing. No, you're not. You're not. It makes perfect sense to me. Uh, you know, the remake, the remake is, you know, pretty boring, dude. Yeah. It's, I mean, there are some that are, that are pretty cool, but right. like, I would have to say in the last few years, it's been, pretty boring. You have to kinda, do something interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and that Total Recall one, man, I, didn't even, I didn't even see that Total Recall one, but that trailer alone was just kind of like, where's the interesting part? Where's the part that, that, that really draws me in? Right. It's almost as if they're the, the, the remake is just kind of like trying to uh, feed off of people who haven't seen the originals. That's really what it feels like, in my opinion. It's like some weird... Weird take, thing. I don't know. You know. Trying to take Total Recall and make it into Minority Report. Yeah. yeah. Which we already have both. We don't need a amalgamation of the two. So what are your favorites? Uh, favorites. I don't know. I don't know. Caught a blank right now. Uh, I like movies. That's for sure. Okay. I like science fiction movies. You discriminate even less than me. You seem to like... I can, I can like some pretty trashy yeah. ones. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would say I would say that uh, as long as there's something in there stylistically that I can I can I can enjoy, I'll probably enjoy most movies. To be honest with you, I think it's kind of hard too because I was listening to what both of you guys were saying about your you know taste or whatever in movies, and um, I spend a lot of time with Joel, <laughs> and I know what kind of movies. She's my stalker. <laughs> I know what kind of movies he likes and doesn't like, although sometimes I'm surprised. Either because he likes something I never would have expected him to, or the other way around. Something has all the right hallmarks and he still doesn't like it for some reason. But um, I think uh, it's hard to find a movie that's fun, like especially fun and 
impressive in some way or unique in some way. And my mom always used to say this when, you know, when another sci-fi movie would come out, she would say it must be hard to make a really good science fiction movie because you're, you're creating your whole, a whole new world from scratch. And maybe 99 times out of 100, that world is terrible or something goes wrong along the production line of that movie. But she was willing to try every time, you know, she was willing to sign up and go see that next sci-fi movie just in case it was like the one in 100 that came out the way she really liked. And um, so I've seen I've seen a lot of movies with her, but I, I think it's hard to have that combination of like fun and impressive and then also like in a sci-fi world you have to be able to pull off the illusion of this other reality or this other future or something i don't know i think it's it's a tall order yeah definitely a tall order yeah you can't i don't know what the line is with like having your science fiction grounded in some way like hardware was very grounded with the exception of a killer robot which you know for all i know we got killer robots uh okay not not in this room but somewhere well i just want to interject real quick have you have you seen that thing no well have you seen that that internet meme where like the guy comes home and he has a nine millimeter and so his girlfriend's like well why do you have a gun and and then he says because of Decepticons. And so she laughs. He laughs. The toaster laughs. He shoots the toaster. That's what that reminded me of when you mentioned killer robots being I've in the house. I've never seen that before, no. It's and pretty I'm, good. I'm really suspicious of the toaster. <laughs> I don't like that toaster anyways. It's not big enough. <laughs> well, typically, typically a, a killer robot would be something that I would find very interesting. Maybe it'll look really cool looking or be like, you know, you know, maybe it'll, it would have some type of aesthetic that'd make it, you know, like this is a hard, cold killer machine, you know, some like cool punching arms or like maybe it has a flamethrower like nose or like, you know, like they, something they, that'd be they, kind of really appealing. But, they, they you know, talk up this robot a lot. When yeah. Analyzing when the, uh, the junk trader is analyzing the, the uh, blueprints for it. He's talking about it's got more limbs than a spider, and it's got a chainsaw, and it's got a buzz saw, and it's got a other kind of saw. It's got <laughs> grasping arms and tension arms and grating arms for Parmesan cheese, but it's just a mess that I think it just looks so bad that they didn't want to do everything in a bunch of shots, so it's all a bunch of budget close-ups of his limbs doing different things and then we go back to that face with its walrus tusks for teeth (laughs) well i think i think it's supposed to be implied that the robot takes whatever it can find around it and it makes a body out of it uh in the film we see like several of these like tendril like wires like zipping across the room and grabbing pieces of this and that so maybe this is just like killer apartment bot you know this is the best that he can he can come up with his with his surroundings, uh, which apparently was pretty you know pretty shitty for the most part. <laughs> so I don't know. That that was I thought that was pretty cool though. The scene the the wires though. Oh, I thought yeah, that was. Well, that's, yeah, I talked about that before. There's nothing creepier to me than a bunch of tendril wires just reaching out for something, whether it's a person or in that case an outlet. You know, to get the power. It's disturbing because that's not natural. Yeah. 
that robot was made out of trash, therefore it looked like trash is your your reasoning. Okay, 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 you know, that's fine. I mean, that's, the movie was interesting. It doesn't matter what that robot looked like. Yeah. The movie can't take away from the visuals and from the styles and from me wanting to punch Dylan McDermott's character in the face. <laughs> and, uh, everything else was cool. Oh, man. That guy. That yeah. guy. So what do you think? Do you think that this should be in the canon of, like, every sci-fi lover should see this movie? I'd, I'd like to say that, that you should experience it because there are some elements that I think are really fun and interesting. Um, I think I think you should go in with a warning of, of some of the, uh, you know, some of the, 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 the shadier parts of it. But otherwise, you know, I, I think I think as long as you, you, you're well informed of what you're getting into, uh, then I think you would have a great time with it. Uh, it's not a movie for children. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Immature adults who make fart noises. Yeah, I yeah if I had been a kid and went to see this movie, I would have been scared out of my mind <laughs> and like traumatized. By men. (laughs) (laughs) Not not robots, men. (laughs) Yeah, that part's pretty gross. And then there, there is at least there are two different gory death scenes. I the the funny thing is I remembered when they killed the fat slobby pervert guy, but I didn't remember that guy getting cut in half. Oh yeah, yeah. The oh man. De- or, I don't know, cut in half atation by sliding door. Yeah, some gore out of the thing, if you ask me. That's what I thought of when you said the thing's crawling across, like I thought the thing. Yeah. If you were going to show one sci-fi movie to, like, a six-year-old kid mm. that was really excited about, like, sci-fi stuff, what would you choose to show them? Star Wars. That's Star what I'd show. Episode yeah. one. No. Uh, what? <laughs> How to ruin a child? No, the reason I would show them Star Wars Episode One is because they that is made for children. Star Wars. Yeah. I think that honestly, I might have found the original Episode Four Star Wars yeah. annoying, not annoying, boring as a child. I I differ. Well, that's like you, man. Your parents exposed you to all kinds of boring, nerdy stuff. <laughs> boring, nerdy stuff. Boring, nerdy stuff. Yeah. No, no, all right, I think all right. Can. I'm a little offended. <laughs> Get your parents on the phone. <laughs> I did. I did watch a lot of Doctor Who. I had a lot of it on tape. I had a lot of Robotech on tape. I would watch that pretty much all the time. Yeah, Doctor Who by itself. I mean, the, the, it, you know. in comparison, was pretty paced pretty horribly back then. I watched it anyways, though. I loved every episode. <laughs> every episode I saw was pretty much awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the pacing's pretty bad. I'd show them any Star Wars. It wouldn't have to be episode one. <laughs> Do you like episode one? No. But you would show it to a kid. Yes. Children should be allowed to enjoy whatever they want to enjoy. Oh, okay, okay. Things that are aimed for them. I mean, that's not... Just because I dislike Star Wars Episode One doesn't mean that anyone who likes it has terrible taste. Well, that's not true. They do have terrible taste. But, uh... No, <laughs> that's not true either. 
It's, I mean, George Lucas said that it was a movie for children. He intended them for children. I mean, yeah. The prequels. And he, you know, a six-year-old could pretend to be Anakin Skywalker or Jar Jar Binks if they're weird. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, the scene at the end where he's, like, flying away from the ship after he blew it up and he's just like, yeah! yeah so wizard! Yeah! <laughs> true. It's very true. I just felt really bad for Anakin, like, in that world. I remember thinking, my god, this poor kid. It's like hard times. Hard times. Hard times. You're basically a slave and you're building stuff and you got a race. Race for your life. Race for your freedom. <laughs> so true, though. That pod, that pod racer helmet. Totally looked like that hardware robot head, by the way. Yes, it did. In my opinion. That's IMO. You brought it back around. <laughs> Segway. That was one of the only things I saw was like the moment where the hardware helmet was there before anything happened to it. Right. And I remember thinking like that it didn't look so bad right then. And it kind of looked unassuming and like innocent. Yeah, it could have been a friendly. That's because you didn't see it when it pulled those those buck teeth forward to make it look menacing to I don't know children. Uh, yeah, I you know in a lot of ways you know I, I don't want to I don't want to compare any. Well, okay, I do. I will. That the a lot of this film felt almost Corman esque in a lot of ways. No, yeah, I, Cor- I can see that. Although there was like maybe like some I don't know the the dude who directed this like called Corman up and was like, hey. How can I make something like you made? <laughs> no, in my opinion. I'm not familiar enough with Corman's work to be able to say what I would say was Corman-esque sure. or not. But I don't feel like he would have been so hot on the... It had a lot, like I was talking about, it seemed like a lot of the camera angles and close-ups and already transitions were not something he would have been crazy That's about. true. That's true. I mean, it does have a topless woman in it, so I guess that would be okay, right? Uh, yeah, it, that'd be approval from Corman, I'm sure. But he would have wanted like three more. No, I, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, it's true though. Uh, it's true. <laughs> and I'll probably end up watching another Corman movie at some point. So I feel like we could talk about this movie for you know. I feel like we barely scratched the surface, and this is probably going to end up being a common theme. With this kind of stuff, uh, I, science fiction is just rich. Unless it's done badly, but even then it's fun. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, there, there's so much more stuff that we didn't talk about, like the whole fact that the movie's, a, you know, I won't go into too many detail, but just, you know, it's based around Christmas time. Uh, other things that we didn't talk about, uh, you know, the whole close-up on the lips thing. Well, we did well, one of the characters, but <laughs> multiple multiple men's sweaty lips, you know? And Yeah, the weird western-style guitar music that occurs randomly. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. But we want to talk about... I want to talk about how we select our movies. How, Joel, how do we select our movies for this, well, this thing? I'll tell you. We reach into a pocket dimension. A pocket dimension that only consists of movies that are available on Netflix right now, because <laughs> that's what we have access to, <laughs> and uh, that gives us a random film. We've already selected 
our random film for next week. It is a movie called LFO, the movie from 2013. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never heard of it. <clears throat> nope. Never heard of it. Looks like we're going to have fun. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. We're going to have a fun time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Email address for the website uh, at uh, please don't podcast at gmail.com. Twitter <laughs> at Outer Space Pod. Facebook page. Come uh, seek us out. Give us a like. If you listen to us on iTunes, subscribe, please. Leave us a rating. We would really appreciate that. So, uh, until next time, I'm going to sign off and say thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. If you did listen, if you didn't listen, you don't get a thank you. <laughs> we'll thank you retracted, if that's the case. Yeah. We'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye-bye.